Welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 25. We're back. We took a couple of weeks off and we did a best of. Yes. And uh, how you been? I'm cool. I'm excited to get to some new stuff, to be honest with you. We've seen, we've watched a lot. There's a lot of new stuff out. There so. is. And I feel like I'm ready to start bitching about it. Okay, well let's let's get right to but it. But before we get to it, no, I got yes. No, you're right. Before we get to it, couple things in the news. Yeah, we love Glow. Oh yeah. Yes, season three completed recently. We reviewed it, and we were wondering whether it was going to come back or not. Is it going to just end without being resolved? It has been picked up for a fourth and final season. Okay, are you in the least bit surprised about that? Well, you never know with Netflix. I'm just saying I'm relieved because the show's going to get a proper conclusion. And as I said in the review, one more season is pretty much all it's got. I I think so. I figured that's enough. So that's good news if you're a Glow fan. And if you haven't watched it before and you're like, I don't know, know that you can watch it knowing it's going to have a conclusion. You're not going to get you know, left empty handed. Well, I think it's important that the writers know that this is the last season because it's going to make a lot more sense when it ends. Yes. Okay. So but I'm saying you can invest in it now knowing you're going to get a conclusion. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm right. with you. Great show. Looking forward to the fourth and final season. Another great show that we love Cobra Kai on YouTube originals or YouTube premium, whatever the hell they call it. It used to be YouTube red. They changed yeah, it a couple of times. YouTube. It is now streaming for free on YouTube. Season one. Season two is being released weekly. And I believe right now they're up to episode four. So you can go back right now on YouTube, regular good old YouTube, watch all of season one of Cobra Kai and the first four episodes of season two, which are now being released weekly. And we highly recommend that. I think it's great that it's available for free now because not not enough people have seen Cobra Kai. Got a couple of comments about this. Biggest Bingies or Purgies Awards snub, Cobra Kai. We didn't even mention it. You know what? We should have. That's right. We should have. It's a great show. It is a great show. So definitely check that out. Now, a favorite of my show, which Joe doesn't care for, but I love, is Big Mouth. Big Mouth is coming back on October 4th for season three. So just a heads up there. If you're like a Big Mouth fan like me, very excited. Season three will be available on October 4th. Psyched. Okay. Well, that makes one of us. I'm excited for a uh, Duplass Brothers show that's back on HBO called Room 104. It's an anthology show. Yes. Back. Yeah. It's back for season three. Uh, I've watched the first few. It's a little bit hit or miss. I'll review it when it's over. Okay. So there we go. Cool. Let's get right into it. Uh, You've been excited for this first thing for a long time. I have. What is it? The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. It's on Netflix. It's 10 episodes. They average between 46 to 61 minutes. So you're looking just under 10 hours of show. And this is a prequel 
to the Jim Henson 1982 dark fantasy adventure movie. Have you seen it, Joe? Okay, I'll get into it. No, so, the original. Yeah, you know, I'll get into that. Okay. So I'm a little bit younger than you. Mm-hmm. When this thing came out, it horrified me. Oh, I can see that. The for puppets, sure. the, the just the way that the puppets looked in the original Dark Crystal scared me. I had nightmares. I didn't want anything to do with this movie. <laughs> and I remember I, I was like four or five years old. I did not. I couldn't even like watch this thing. It scared the crap out of me. I tried to watch the new series and all I had was flashbacks from my childhood. I, I didn't really get into it. It just scared me too much. When I saw it, I was like eight or nine and um, it freaked me out a little bit too, but I was into it. Like I really enjoyed it as a child. I saw it twice in the movie theater. So I was psyched that they were making uh, a show for it. And I really like how they opened up the world they really expanded on the lore in this. They really made incredible, creative choices with it. But at the same time, it's a prequel. And end of the day, that limits it. Because I know where it has to end up. This is the inherent problem I have with prequels in general. I don't care how great your your source material is. You know, oh, that character, they're not going to die because they're going to be in the movie. It limits the amount of stakes because I know where it has to get to. And that's just a problem with prequels in general. However, I do think this is worth watching if you like The Dark Crystal. I don't see how you could not watch this if you're a fan of the original movie. Now, I can understand you were like, I don't want to watch this. It freaked me out. I get that. It gave me nightmares for decades. Sure. And there's some freaky stuff in this, man. Just the way that the puppets look was enough for me to be like, nope. I get it. I totally do. I can see. Look at. I'm not eight anymore. I'll just say that. All right. <laughs> and there were things in this that freaked me out. I'm not gonna lie. There's a whole thing where like a creature gets in someone's eye, and I'm like, what? It's like odd, no. like out of Wrath of nope. Khan. Nope. It's definitely a freak fest. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed most of it. I would say this. It's too long. Ten episodes is too long. I thought maybe you could have done this in six to eight. And it would have been a little tighter. I thought it started to drag. I kind of got sick of some of the characters, especially the Skeksis. They get to me after a while. Whether it's the look of them, the voice. And I will say this. They're disgusting characters. Their physical manifestation, how they look, they gross me out. They're gross-looking puppets. I can't wait to hear where you end up this review. Is it a binge or a purge? It's going to be a binge. Because I am a fan of the Dark Crystal. Okay. But if you're not a fan, I can't say like, oh man, you gotta watch it. You really have to be a fan to begin with. Hey, are you a fan of nightmares? Because that's, if if you are, then binge this thing. Depends on my mood. Sometimes I love a good nightmare. Oh, that's what this thing was to me. I I didn't like it, but also I love Jim Henson so much. Uh, My old apartment in Hollywood I used to be able to look out my bedroom window and see the Kermit statue at the uh, entrance to the uh, Jim Henson Studios. On oh, La, yeah. On La Brea. On La Brea, for sure. Uh, Kermit, yeah. So I love Jim Henson. I love all of that stuff. I hate the Dark Crystal. It just it ruined me as a child. I hate it. See, I liked the Muppets growing up. I wasn't a huge fan of the Muppets. I mean, I liked them, but the Dark Crystal was more my speed as a kid because it had that dark edge to it. 
And so, like, when people are like, what did you love about Jim Henson? I was like, I love The Dark Crystal. I don't think if you watch this not knowing... I mean, you can watch it not knowing what's going on and get into it and figure it out, but I truly think if you have that cornerstone of being a fan of the original movie, then it's a definite binge. I'm going to say purge if you're not a fan. To tie this back to Cobra Kai, which we just talked about, yeah, you don't have to like The Karate Kid to like The Cobra, the Cobra Kai Show. No, but it helps. It helps. The thing that you're talking about, the Dark Crystal uh, evil puppet nightmare show, uh, you definitely have to have liked the original. Dark I think Crystal. it would really help. Okay. I mean, you could go for it and really get into it, but I think you kind of need that to really enjoy it. Okay, so Demo says binge and or purge for the Dark Crystal. Binge if you're a fan, purge if you're not. Okay, fine. The next thing I'm, I've been very excited to talk to you about. I watched this uh, series. I think it's 10 one-hour episodes. I watched it in like three days. Let me back up. So Ryan Murphy, who created Glee, an American horror story, The People vs. O.J. Simpson. Prolific. This guy puts out content. One of the greatest showrunners of our generation. Yep. Uh, I'll say that. He, he wins Emmys. He gets ratings. Everyone knows who he is. He's one of those showrunners where you put his name above the title. People versus O.J. Simpson won nine Emmys. Okay. It's, it's incredible for, for a cable show on FX. Netflix paid him $300 million to leave cable to come to Netflix and make the greatest Netflix shows ever made and his first outing is this show called the politician i'm gonna be honest with you demo i know you get upset when i get very like excited about stuff but i think this is the best netflix original series so far whoa whoa wait whoa no whoa you you haven't seen it yet i know because we just talked about today but the politician it stars ben platt jessica lang jessica lang is in it and then a couple of other semi-recognizable people. It's- I was going to watch this. I thought it was a movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll check it out. And then I realized it was a series. And I'm like, I ain't got time to watch it before we do our podcast. So I was almost going to do it. And now you're telling me I have to do it. Yeah, you, you do have to do it. Okay. Um, here's a couple things about this. Here's some things that Ryan Murphy likes that are in the con category. Like pros and cons. Okay. Cons. He casts 36-year-old people to play high school students constantly. That's, I mean, he did that in Glee. We just know that that's how he rolls. He loves wigs. You've seen The People versus O.J. Simpson. A lot of wigs. Big wig budget. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're familiar with Wes Anderson. Of course. He's getting real close to Wes Anderson when it comes to how stylized and... Uh, Quirky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which which I like Wes Anderson, so to see Ryan Murphy kind of, I don't want to say steal from him, but emulate him, it's the, the lines are getting almost close to parallel. Now, have you ever heard of Munchausen Syndrome by proxy? Are you on crack? What the yeah. hell is wrong with you? I did an entire review of the act. The whole show was about Munchausen Syndrome by proxy, and you're asking me if I know what it is? Now it was this. This was an animated show. No, it was the one with Patricia Arquette. <laughs> okay, I'll she be honest. She just won an Emmy for it. I can't believe. I mean, we did a whole. I did a whole thing, a whole review on this. I'll be honest with you. I tuned you out. Yeah, a lot. I know. All right, fine. But yeah, the answer to your question is yes. I know what it is. 
I'm messing with you. I know that you know what that is. There's a whole B story in this show that is a little bit unnecessary because it kind of is like the act meets Glee meets Rushmore. Have you seen Rushmore? The, yeah. Yeah. That's what this show is. It's That's quite a mashup. It is quite a mashup. Now, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I've, got, I've got so many notes on the show. We don't even have time for all of these. Um, another thing that, that Ryan Murphy loves is oddities, right? Mm-hmm. American Horror Story. Yeah. Uh, he loves people with... He, he likes a freak show. He likes... He likes In pe- fact, American Horror Story Freak Show. Wasn't that the name of it? Or Freak Circus? What was something, it? Something like that. Yep. It was Freak Show. Now, there's something to be said for this because he will pick someone with, like, Lockjaw or an amputee or whatever, and he'll put them into a role that would just normally be just um, busboy. And it's like, hey, uh, busboy with no arms or whatever. He, he does a lot of inserting these just kind of weird people into regular roles, including, I know you're going to love this because you loved Euphoria so much. There's a trans person in the show, uh, tra- transsexual. Transgender. Yes, a uh, woman who is now a man is in the show. Ten episodes, it never comes up. It's just a person playing a person. Cool. I think that if I were a trans person, I'm not, but there's, hey, there's a lot of time left on the clock. But wouldn't you think, like, that's a great representation? I, I a trans would person that. just playing a person and not making that the issue? I would think that, and I do think that. So yeah. good, good for them. And actually, this person... Um, Jess, please put the name in here. His name is Theo Germain. This person got booked, booked from a self-tape. Not even callback, just sent in the self-tape. The guy lives in Chicago, sent the self-tape in, and he quit his restaurant job to go start the show. Wow. Moving on. I, there's so much stuff. I, I've got. What so is it m- about? Thank you. Yeah. This is about a high school senior who will stop at nothing to be the president of the United States. And he's looking ahead. So step one is become the student body president of his high school. And he has a team of uh, four people around him, including this uh, trans person and a couple other uh, really good actors and actresses that are propping him up to make this happen. They're his team. So it's him and his team trying to take over the high school. Then he's going to go to Harvard. Then he's going to take over the state senate. Then he's going to do this and that. I mean, Ryan Murphy's shows are all about people with relentless ambition. That's his thing. And it's such a great story. And Jessica Lange is great. The whole Munchausen thing, the girl that plays the seemingly disabled girl, I don't have her name in front of me. I'm sorry. Again, Jess. It's Zoe Deutsch. And she's great. But I'll tell you what. Here's the moment when I knew this show was going to be good. Episode one, about 40 minutes into it, Somebody dies, and the main character, Ben Platt, who will 100% win an Emmy for this show, guaranteed. He's at the uh, memorial service, and he says, can I sing a song? And I thought, this is weird, because he's not like a musician in the show. He just wants to sing a song. I'm like, we're going back to Glee days or something. Now, he's saying, (laughs) I got binge or purged by another show. Okay, you know, our whole purpose is to like introduce people to things that they wouldn't have otherwise heard about. This show introduced me to a song called River by Joni Mitchell. You ever heard it? Yeah. Oh, you know it? Yeah. Okay, I've never heard it. Okay. He sings it note for note. <laughs> it blew my mind, man. I, I'm just so happy that I came across this show. 
and it's so good. Now, here's the thing. They paid him $300 million to come to Netflix. He earned about half of it on this first outing. I thought the show is absolutely amazing. Absolute binge. Wow, man. I thought you were going to tear this show apart. Because you're like, I can't wait to tell you about it. I'm thinking, oh, you're going to eviscerate it, and it's going to be a mega purge. No. The the only other time that I've been... You know, I'm a big music fan and musician of sorts. Yeah. There's some guitars in here. Hanging on the wall. Yeah. Wow. What a musician. Yeah, right. They actually came with the place. I'm not strong enough to move them. The only other time I've been introduced to something I've never heard of before and been like, why have I never heard of this? Was The Pogues, The Fairy Tale of New York that was introduced to me in the Bill Murray uh, Christmas special. But other than that, this Joni Mitchell song, River... Holy crap, man. This show's a binge just for introducing me to that song. This show is so good. It's so freaking good, dude. Ryan Murphy deserves every penny of that $300 million that Netflix cut him a check for. Everybody binge. listening, Joe loves the politician. Yeah? I, I love it. I'm just saying we got to move on. I think we know how you feel. Uh, last thing. Oh, my God. This is your eighth last thing. <laughs> The soundtrack, they, they play a lot of like indie music mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff that you never, again, never would have heard of. And if you do like, hey, Siri, what song is this? There's some really cool like indie bands, great soundtrack. Again, it's very Wes Anderson-ish if Wes Anderson did TV. But I freaking love this show. The Politician on Netflix. Please watch it immediately. There you go, people. Stop this podcast right now and watch The Politician. Can I do something that you're not going to want to watch? Yeah. Okay. Or do, do we have time? Yeah. I don't know. I think we're done, right? I almost yeah. think like we just should just quit right now while we're ahead. I just crossed off my second thing, so we don't have time for that. Yeah. For okay. Sure. Get rid of that because, oh my God, that was what, 80 minutes alone on The Politician? Yeah. All right. I got something short and sweet. <laughs> I, as you, I can literally, can you hear, hear, I can literally hear you crossing it off. We're right. not doing the Bill Gates doc today. All right. We'll do that move, another time. Move on, move on. I got, oh my God. I'm all, I don't even like, I can't compete with that. I, got, I feel very strongly that this is the best Netflix show ever. Clearly, clearly. I have something that's completely nothing now. All right. Let me ask you something, Joe. <laughs> Did you like the 1980 Flash Gordon? I was not alive. Did you ever see it? No. Oh, how would I, what, where is it? It's a cult classic. I haven't seen it, I'm sorry. You haven't seen it. No. Well, if, I'm, I know who Flash Gordon is, so go yeah, on. Yeah, but I'm talking about the, the, the one, the Dino De Laurentiis produced. You must have heard the music by Queen. Bum, oh, yeah, bum, Flash. Bum, bum, Flash. Ah. Ah. Savior of the Universe. Yes, you know yeah. that. I know the song. I love Queen. You love Queen, you know that song. Okay. I have a Queen bibliography um, Bibliog- book. What? A biblio? Dude, speak English. I have a Queen. Uh, Biography? Coffee table book. Okay. Over there. Yeah. All right. You've I'm seeing it, it right out of the corner the of Tom my Brady eye. thing. I'll show it to you after. I told you we do not bring up Tom Brady on this podcast <laughs> I, ever. I, sorry. Sorry. Okay. Ever. Go on, go on. Go on. On Amazon Prime, there's a documentary called Life After Flash, and it is about Sam Jones, the actor who played Flash Gordon in the 1980 movie. Now, the only reason to watch this doc is if you're a huge Flash Gordon fan. If you're not, bail. Because there's two <laughs> elements to this. Okay? So, two things. Don't, don't. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go on. Go there's, on. There's, there's two things going on. There's the Sam Jones story, 
And it's kind of propaganda because he's an executive producer and it's his life after Flash and, you know, everything he's gone through and who he is as a man. And yeah, it's fine. That's not why to watch it. You want to watch it because it's the most in-depth look at the making of Flash Gordon you're going to find anywhere. And if you love that movie, which I'm going to admit right now, I love it. It's one of those movies that was on HBO 8 billion times, and I watched 7 billion of those. Oh, I loved it. Growing up, it would be on in the morning, at night. I would watched it nonstop. I knew every line, every shot of it. So I finally didn't know all these little details about it. This documentary covers it, and it's great. If you love Flash Gordon, if not, forget it. I don't, I'm not I, sure how to how to um, digest this review. I, I know, I know. It's one of those things. I, I forget what I was watching, and like basically, it popped up on my Amazon recommendations, and I was like, "There's a Flash Gordon documentary." Oh yeah! So I watched it, and it was like. What can I say? I loved it. However, halfway through, I was like, nobody is going to want to watch this. I don't know who this is for other than mega nerds like me. I'm glad you brought it up. You know? Anything else? Yes. Yes, of course. Brian May of Queen is interviewed in it. Okay. And they get really in-depth on Queen and how they wrote the music. Brian May gets right into the whole orchestration, how he came up with the thunder, you know, how Freddie Mercury didn't want to sing parts of it. It, It's great. So in the end, if you love Flash Gordon, Life After Flash is a major binge. If you've never seen Flash Gordon, don't care. It's a major purge. Now, one thing I've noticed so far on this show is I've given two reviews that have been binges if you know the source material (laughs) and purges if you don't. So Mm -hmm. it's been kind of niche today, Mm -hmm. but the people that are hearing me that like these two things that I've talked about, the Dark Crystal and Flash Gordon, binge. Okay. All right? All right. Got it. And that's on Amazon Prime, Life After Flash, the Sam Jones story, but more a making of Flash Gordon, the 1980 movie. Okay, good. Our last thing. Now, it turns out we both watched this. We did both watch this. Yes. Go ahead. It is Between Two Ferns, the movie. Yeah. Zach Galifianakis's opus, if you would say. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Now, this is based on the... This is based on the Funnier Die shorts right. that I love. Now, if you if you're not familiar with these, you should be because they're somewhat important. He had Barack Obama yep. on. Yep. He asked him, "How does it feel to be the last black president?" It's great. He's nuts. He this guy's out of his mind. He's had Bradley Cooper. He's had everybody uh, on everyone, his show, and he, you know it just ridicules him while ridiculing himself. I mean, he comes off as a doofus. Yep. Now, as a movie goes, this is on Netflix, by the way. Just came uh, out, yeah. Co- just a few came days out ago. a few days ago. I went right at it. I was like, "Oh yeah!" Between two ferns, the movie can't wait. I would recommend just going to Funny or Die and watching as many Between Two Ferns as you can, as opposed to this actual feature, because it it's just the glue of a road trip that really doesn't amount to much. I'm gonna disagree with you because I think that the script stands alone. I think it's a decent script. And the little vignettes of his interviews are are obviously the best part. Yeah. But 
the story kind of works overall, I think. You thought well. so? I thought so. I mean, it's very like save the cat. Like if you took a screenwriting class, you could have written the script. But, but I'm saying I've seen it all before. Sure. It's sort of like fill yeah, in the blanks. It's course, like, okay, yeah. we got to go on a road trip. Okay, I'm going to fall asleep at the wheel. You know, it, oh, that we're going to have a breakdown at the end of the second act and have to, you know. It's structural. Yeah, the whole thing's structural. It's fine. I also read that he took a lot of elements that weren't working in the script and incorporated it into baskets. Which, if you've listened to this, you know that I was a big fan of baskets on FX. You are? I was. It's it's completed its run, but I did like baskets. Huh. We discussed this. Yeah. You know what? Again, I tune out a lot. Munchausen <laughs> syndrome by proxy is, Joe? Yeah, from the act. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's written by him and his partner, um, Scott Ackerman. Scott, oh, from, uh, oh, oh my God. he do, He's the one who does that show funny bang bang or whatever it's scott ackerman and his show was comedy bang bang it's the worst show on television i can't watch more than six well he seconds. co-created between two ferns with galifianakis okay so they're the okay. creative force behind these i'm saying uh, look at there are two things to watch this for if you love galifianakis well three things galifianakis his interview with paul rudd and his interview with Peter Dinklage. Okay, can I add a fourth thing real quick before yeah. we finish? The um, after the credits roll, the after stuff that the was credits cut. roll, the stuff that's cut, you've got to watch. Yeah, yeah the B roll at the end, the behind the scenes type stuff is hilarious. And I also say I do love the captions that they put when they're putting uh, the actor's name up. You know, it's like Keanu oh, Reeves, yeah. and it's like Bill or Ted. Those little <laughs> touches are so great. The comedy writing on this show is is undeniable. It's so funny. Yes. And I thought it worked as a movie. I mean, it was a paint-by-numbers movie that was just trying to piece together these interviews, but I thought it was good. So I, what are you saying? Well, it's a binge for me, for sure. I'm on the fence, but I have to say I laughed out loud at three spots where I, I just stopped the movie and I, I just started laughing uncontrollably. So, I mean, I've got to give it a binge just for that. Dude, you didn't the, like Matthew McConaughey's body floating in the fish that, tank? That was great. That was great. But Paul Rudd and Dinklage. And here's the thing. I find Peter Dinklage probably doesn't have much of a sense of humor. He seems so serious. <laughs> and he know. is so hilarious. And I mean, he is just just watch it for the Dinklage part alone. It's so good. Yeah. So I'm going to say it's a light binge (laughs) only because I love, once again, it's a thing. It's like, do you love the source material? Oh my God. This again. It's it's a reoccurring theme in this podcast this week. Okay. If you love the source material, it's a binge. If not, I say purge. Let's recap the dark crystal on Netflix. You loved the movie. So you binge the uh, Netflix series. I was horrified by the source material. So I'm, I'm not interested. I'm not going to recommend it to anyone except for my psychiatrist. Um, <laughs> secondly, the politician, this is the only thing that just came out of I nowhere. I can't even believe you even want to talk about it anymore. You've, you've exhausted it. I think I was, we all know how you feel. The politician on Netflix binge demo life, uh, after flash, a documentary. Ah. If you love, uh, Savior of the Flash Universe. Look, if you love the original 1980 Flash Gordon movie, absolutely, positively binge this. If not, avoid it like the plague. 
It's a weird review. Okay, and finally, between two ferns. Look, I'm gonna. I don't mean to speak for you, but I would like to speak for you. Okay. Watch between two ferns. It's All good. Right. It's funny. Most people haven't seen the funnier die clips. If you haven't seen the funnier die clips, just watch this. Then you'll find yourself going back and watching them because it is really good. It is, like you said, a little bit of a glue to hold the clips together. But I thought it's a binge. Okay. Let's let's wrap this thing up. We're like an hour yeah, and a half. Yeah, we're done. I spent about forty five minutes talking about the politician. Oh, on we're gonna cut. We're gonna cut a whole bunch out of that. I don't know what because everything. Oh, my last point. My last point. Oh my god. It was all good. All right. What are you looking forward to? I don't know. What do you want from me? I'm looking forward to ending this podcast today. I'm tired. Okay. There's there's a film that I can't wait to talk about. Oh yeah. What is it? It's called Eight One Eight. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah, you're in it. I think I am. Yeah, I, I made the final cut. You did, and so did uh, Just the Facts, and believe it or not, so did I. <laughs> yeah, that's the miracle. How did you make the final cut? I edited it myself, that's why. All right, so we'll talk about that next time. Next week, we'll definitely Anything talk about else? our movie 818. No, that's it. For Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>